Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market, your generative art review from Collector's Corner. My name is P. You may know me online as at Aston Cloud, joined by my friend Jared, Jared underscore pause online. How are you doing today, man? Good living the dream as always, getting over a little bit of a, a cold, but other than that, just looking forward to the holiday season, getting, uh, for those who know me, I got a, two little dudes, two and five at home, so be able to spend time with family and uh, just bring Christmas joy into their lives, so super excited. And you have been bringing the cheer to everybody who knows you, have some great posts coming up or you've had some great posts, I should say. I'm going to intro you real quick. This is Jared's Twitter, at Jared underscore pause. Give him a follow if you haven't already. He's the founder of the 8NAP asset, digital asset fund. So if you want exposure to NFT art from an expert, that's what Jared does. And he's also the founder of 8NAP art. So that's Jared. Here is me at Aston Cloud. I also have a premium service for people who are more serious collectors and investors. We're really staying on top of the market. doesn't matter if it's Solana, Ordinals, Tezos, Ethereum. We don't care. We're trying to collect the best art wherever it comes out, which also happens to be the best investment. So if you're interested in that, send me a DM. There'll also be info on how to get in at the top of our Substack newsletter, which we put out for folks who would prefer to read the content or if you listen to it and you also like to read it and refer to it, give us a follow. Much appreciate that. And on our Twitter. So all of those out of the way, let's get into the content. What is the sentiment that you've been hearing the last couple of weeks in the NFT art market? The NFT art market as a whole has felt fairly quiet. I feel like that there's been some quiet buying on the side. I mean, there's I've seen a post about Somebody who helped uh, collect or like complete a, a ringer's grid, which I'll get into uh, later on in the highlights. But overall, I, I I still stand by the fact that you know we're starting to see early signs of art that may have uh, uh, outperformed ETH with, with people starting to front run some of that. I think I'm starting to at least observe some of that, and I'll touch on that later. But you know, it, it's. I'm incredibly bullish on on the underlying asset, which is cryptocurrency uh, in the coming, I'll call it three to six months. And I think that, you know, once the enthusiasm there starts to subside a little bit or or profits are locked in, I see it. I, I believe the extreme enthusiasm into art will, will follow shortly afterwards. But right now I'm just kind of enjoying the, the downtime into the holidays. I've been just doing some... For the fund, quick flips uh, in the short term, and really just enjoying the action right now. It's been, it's been active enough, but not so overly active that I get, uh, you know, distracted overall. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that, you know, what I wrote for the newsletter was that the sentiment is positive, even though the art markets haven't really moved a lot, and there has been some movement in the higher end. To your point, people are sort of showing where they might want to focus in the coming bull run. Uh, Flamingo Dow certainly did that a couple of weeks ago with some with some volume. Uh, but 
I think it goes to show that most people are not just pure art collectors, right? People, I mean, almost by default are going to have Bitcoin or Ethereum or Tezos or some coin like that. And a lot of people do also collect some PFPs or, you know, maybe they like to jump on some meme coins or maybe a protocol that they think really matters uh, and is not a meme and is not purely speculative, but something that they want to support and perhaps uh, enjoy the upside in as well. So I think that the sentiment is good, even though the art markets haven't really moved. And I think that the more experienced and seasoned collectors know that a rotation is coming, which I certainly believe there will be. Why? Because there's fantastic art and we are in a completely brand new, innovative art world that is the driving force behind a lot of this value, in my opinion. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. Also interesting to hear and see, Jared, you may have seen some of this, a lot of, um, I don't know, it, it seems like there's a lot of friction out there as well. And I think people are a little bit antsy that the art markets haven't moved. And we're hearing talk about what artists should do and shouldn't do. And, you know, if an artist switches chains, they're never going to be like valuable anymore. A lot of stuff. Uh, to me, this is a broader sign of some impatience. Uh, from a subset of people in the market. And for what it's worth, if this is impacting you uh, who and you're listening here, uh, just I, I don't think that lasts, to be honest. I think this is less about what's being said and more about general angst in the market. But um, I'll pause there and see if you have any reactions in particular to that last part there, Jared. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, I think as with you and what you alluded to is, you know, NFT art is not my only bag of diversified what I feel is appropriately. And so I, I, I can afford to be patient. Now, that being said, uh, I posted about this a little while ago, but you know, the, some of these, you know, charts in USD terms are looking like they're ready to rock and roll from an NFT art perspective. So I think it's just a matter of time, you know, if these supports can, hold and give a foundation for the next leg up. I'm really, really optimistic about it. I mean, you you and I talk about charts, like I love charts just as a affirmation of where we're going or what could happen, obviously not financial advice and no guarantees, but I love the way the charts look right now for a lot of our favorite collections. Um, they just, they look really juicy and it's got me optimistic. I just, again, don't know if that happens tomorrow or, you know, in three months. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hopefully it's tomorrow, but more likely it's going to be in a few months. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at the uh, Ethereum markets over the last seven days. What are you seeing here on the Ethereum Gen Art side, Jared? So the the biggest is you know there's four Fidenza sales, uh, most or anchored most notably by there's a 125 ETH spiral sale. This is one that I called uh, probably the deal of the the year at 100 ETH. So Congrats to the the seller who was able to flip it for a 25 ETH profit uh, on a short hold and congrats to the buyer for what I think is getting another spectacular deal. Um, overall, uh, you know, I think what didn't happen this week, but last week you saw an autoglyph get like just dumped into a, a weave bid for I think 115 uh, ETH and then rotated into pudgies. So there's, you know, there is an interesting play there. The Winsi Yawanawa are, are really piquing my interest. You know, 21 sales over the last, um, you know, seven days. But with a floor of 6.9, it's inching closer and closer to a, a target that I've been eyeing for some time. 
There's a ringer sale that completed that three by three grid that I, I spoke of earlier, a 12 ETH harvest sale to seed phrase who posted about this being one of his forever pieces. Uh, some of them made note to me is Meridians are low key moving. Uh, a collector's corner premium member scooped up 791, which I feel is probably one of the most attractive Meridians, which is saying a lot there. And then 435, uh, a gilded trait was picked up. So, I mean, th these are, they're starting to move. And then just a, a couple little notes is uh, memories. There's a sweep. Somebody bought five to clear out the floor there, have that thing jump 25%, which created a really unique opportunity. There's now a velvet, which is a very rare palette, sitting at the floor. And it's a pretty thin floor. So I'm really, really anxious to see what happens there on, uh, on that. And then, Obviously, with X making some announcements about Max Payne potentially being burning and some other stuff, you saw the Max Payne uh, open edition start to uh, start to run and really get some price accumulation. So it's kind of it from the art side, but lots of cool action, man. I, I, I'm encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a fantastic overview. I think you hit on really the main highlights there. And I think that it's to your point earlier, interesting to see which collections are moving. Interesting to see some of the rotations. I mean, the autoglyph and some of those fidenzas that got weathed and immediately put into PFPs were, you know, it, it was, you wouldn't think somebody would weath an autoglyph, but it, it certainly happens. And one other thing I'll note, I don't know if you, I don't think you touched on it, but anti-cyclones are also holding up very well. And one thing that I like to do for people listening uh, as I analyze what's happening, and, and look, this is not all about prices, right? This is just about popularity. I mean, people 100% vote with their wallets, um, more so than, than what they tell you. So I'd like to look at what are the top art blocks curated projects out there. And really interestingly, I know we're going to get to this in a second, Jared, Squiggles uh, floor price is at 8.75, very close to Meridian. Archetype uh, has kind of maintained at 8.5. And, and then right after that is Anticyclone. So, you know, arguably now in number six, Memories of Chi Lin is, is next in my book at five. Uh, I, I don't count elevate, Elevated Deconstruction. So there's uh, there, there's a lot to look into there, but looking at what has taken different positions that tells you a sense of what the market really likes. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens when liquidity comes back. Jump over to some other art. And, uh, you know, this was traditionally all focused on FX hash. We would call it the Tezos Gen Art Update. Um, now I'm updating this to be called the Tezos Solana and Ordinals Art update. Not a lot to talk about on Solana and Ordinals yet, although there is a lot of interest in those ecosystems in general, and I'm seeing a lot of artists wanting to move over there. Tezos has, uh, as you've seen on screen here, uh, you might notice these Ethereum symbols, so we'll talk about this in a second, but FX Hash 2.0 has released. And with that, you are already noticing that the majority of secondary volume is now sitting on the Ethereum side not on the Tezos side. And so looking at the Tezos art specifically, there's really not been a lot of new releases that have done very well. 
uh, at least from a Tezos secondary volume standpoint. However, we are seeing some oldies yet goodies sell, uh, not for really high prices, mind you. So a couple of dragons sell for 4,000 Tezos. Guard Monolith, we had one sale there. That's actually a really great studio. Yorktown collection that came out. Uh, other than that, we're, we're not seeing a ton here. So, it, you know, at least FX hash is not going to be the best place to assess this. We can start looking at object. Uh, the Tezos ecosystem is not the best organized. So it's a little bit tough for discovery. Um, but I would say Tezos, uh, really, uh, of all three, Tezos, Solana, and Ordinals, we're not seeing a ton of volume yet. Um, however, Ordinals and Solana are small and seem to be growing as ecosystems. Tezos feels like it's going the opposite direction. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, but certainly the old Tezos grails continue to command attention and they are truly fantastic art. So it's not really a surprise there. Um, I'll pause there, Jared, to see if you have thoughts on the Tezos side um, or Solana and Ordinals, uh, although I know you're not as deep into those at the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll rely or focus specifically on FX hash. One, I don't like how it's sorted with ETH and then Tezos. It's kind of a weird sorting system in the market. Like it should all combine based on volume in USD. Side note, but dude, I think you're starting to see like if you have conviction in this space, or the art or the artist there's really good opportunities that 12k tez garden monolith sale was a rare green palette i mean and it was a beautiful one it was just an absolute steal in my opinion and then somebody floored i think there's still one available for 11 tez after that like they they floored it even below that so you know definitely some opportunities or now dropped even more down to ten thousand tez so Really good opportunities if you're in the market for for something. And even on the Dragon side, there's that Mario Kart palette that we both love right around a little over 4,000 Tez. So, you know, just an absolute, like, amazing opportunities if uh, if you have faith in in this ecosystem. And and I, I, I am, you know, I have a lot of egg bias and I have a lot of uh, Tezos art dragons specifically and so i think that if you've been in the market for something or you're an early or want some early upon upon exposure there's there's really good opportunities here absolutely and this is this is truly just stunning art so there's no question that there will be demand for it um it, for me it's really the new stuff coming out i'm less certain on but 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 we'll save that we'll talk a little bit about, about fx hash 2.0 uh, let's let's head over to squiggles what's going on in squiggle land Sorry, I was sneezing and while on mute. Uh, squiggles have, I would say, a slightly below average uh, last seven days. Uh, as far as volume goes, it had 192 ETH of volume over the last seven days. And the floor place has dipped from two weeks ago from 9.4 to 8.75. So really interesting to see that continually to bleed down. It's been that way for probably the last three or four months. Um and the the sales are at 19 over seven same seven day period versus 24. I would like to say though that this is an interesting time because you know you have an opportunity to purchase some squiggles that maybe uh, you know weren't accessible a little while ago. And what do I mean by that? There were three color spread six squiggles over the last seven days, which I find really, really encouraging. The first just recently sold for 14 ETH, and then there was 8381 at 11.26 ETH, number 9184 at 12 ETH. I mean, those are 
Those are really great deals, in my opinion, historically speaking. You also saw like a day zero number 472 sell into a 9.5 ETH or ETH bid. And that's back on the market for a little over 10 for a, from a flipper. So, you know, if you're if you have the patience and the liquidity, I mean, it's a really, really interesting time to to be able to to potentially pick up one of those squiggles that you've been getting your eye on. Just another two things to note. Uh, it was last week, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. One of the four true ghosts, white harmonics, sold uh, at Sotheby's last week. I think it was roughly thirty-three ETH. Just think that that was uh, that should age extremely well. So, congrats to uh, the buyer. I don't think it's public yet who that is. And you know, an observation: there's two really nice slinkies close to the floor. So if you're in the uh, the market for a uh, you know, a nice slinky. I mean, oh, yeah, that is nice. And there's wow. another one, the third one over. The so very little premiums on these. They're they're pretty nice. Uh, so again, check it out uh, and be out there. Uh, you know, regularly refreshing the listings if if you're anxious to get something. Wow, this this is a really good one. If your name starts with M, the squiggle is for you. Was was made for you. Oh yeah, huh? check that out. That's like a very distinctive M shape, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, but you know, people people want liquidity right now. Uh, fantastic update, and I will also second that I have seen some really really nice squiggle selling, often for a premium, but relative to where the floor was recent time in recent times. I mean, I mean, look at this one. This this is a beauty here. So. Some some great squiggle deals right now. And, you know, I will say just more broadly, you should have said this during the Ethereum segment. Uh, there's some folks in our premium Discord mentioning, and I totally agree. Like, this is this is a great time to buy art for good deals in ETH terms. Uh, this is really, you know, people are just trying to get whatever liquidity they can because they see the 100x coming in, you know, you name it, chain or, or meme coin or whatever. And not everybody, but some people. And, and this is the chance to get some good deals. Speak of good deals, we got friendship bracelets that are still a deal, although a down week, I will say. So we only had 57 weeks in the last seven-day period, leading to about six Ether in volume. That's compared to uh, about 327 sales in the last, uh, or sorry, it's 237. I got, I got my numbers switched up here. Sales in the last time we checked this and 13 ETH in volume the last time we checked. And listings are pretty much flat at around 1380. So that's something like 3% of the collection. Uh, and also flat is the floor price at 0.074. Last time we checked, it was 0 0.08. Uh, but, you know, friendship bracelets are are holding, you know, it, it, they're not 0 0.02, right? And I'm not saying that to say, oh, look, it's not that bad. I'm saying that to just point out the fact that they're even maintaining this that tells you something with a low listing percentage. So I'm still quite bullish on them. I think that they are the the token of art blocks. And more than anything, they continue to be a pretty solid liquidity indicator as we see the low volume there is also reflective of the lower volume broader in the market. All right, let's uh, let's recap some releases. We'll start off with Izanami Islands by Richard Nadler. This released just yesterday. It was originally supposed to come out on the 14th of December. got delayed due to some of the, the ledger exploit issues that were going around. Good move on Verse to do so. 128 pieces AI art pre-curated, so not completely randomized output. Uh, but you got one of the 128. It was an auction 
where the top 128 bidders won a piece, got one red, excuse me, randomly. And that closed out at right above 13, uh, excuse me, $3,200, roughly 1.6 ETH uh, at the time, if memory serves. Really beautiful art, uh, although secondary action has been a little bit anemic. Love to hear any and all thoughts you have on this collection, Jared. You and I talked about this off camera. I think the auction mechanism really, especially coming off the, the heels of his pre previous uh, work, I think found fair market value. And it also, given the mint price of, you know, I had it noted around 1.4, so maybe it's 1.4 to 1.6. Like, you just don't have a lot of flippers in there. And I think that that's what happened is you, they, they ended up in the hands of people who liked the art and are going to hold on to the art. So... Overall, I think it's a beautiful output. Uh, I was bidding from <laughs> three different wallets, uh, trying to pick up pieces, and then ultimately went a little bit beyond where I felt comfortable uh, for a financial play. And, uh, you know, overall, I just, I love these. I mean, what you see on screen right there, number 19, that that one to me is just stunning. Like, you get this, like, neon variations of it. It's just, it was a, it's, it's not like the one that I necessarily want to hang in my in my room but it's one that just to me pops out of the collection and i thought there was a, a good variety overall so kudos to richard again just an absolute uh banger on the execution i thought it was very well done and you know i i just i really love this i'm sad that it uh went as high as it did because i wish i would have been able to get one but kudos to to richard for just another another amazing job back to back yeah it's it's really beautiful art um you know, I, I'm going to put my critique hat on just a tiny bit here, uh, only because that's more of what I do in the premium, and I think it's helpful. I will say that I feel like there could have been a little bit more compositional variety in the sense that about, you know, a third to a fourth of the pieces are waves, and I know it's modeled after the great wave, that famous Japanese painting, Um but even some of the jungle scenes just look kind of similar. Uh, and th that's the only critique I would have, honestly. And the fact that, uh, trust me, there's many other elements where this gets passes with flying colors. Uh, so really beautiful art. Totally agree with you on the release dynamic and how it has led to not so great secondary volume. And I will say that I think there are a lot of people who are probably feeling a little bit trapped in this, given that we have 27% listed, which is quite a bit, and there is effectively no bid, 0.4 wrapped ETH. I mean, folks, if you can get this for 0.4, do that all day, every day, uh, because this is beautiful art for that. And a little bit interesting that it's it's actually a lower price point than his earlier collection, which probably is not as good visually, uh, but minted out at around half an ETH, if I recall. I believe it was like $1,000 when it minted out. Perhaps ETH was a little lower then. Uh, and that one has done extremely well. So, you know, a lot of interesting dynamics here. A lot of things for artists to think about. Do you really want to get your max amount of money out and kill the secondary, which kills the conversation about the release somewhat? Uh, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know, just some observations and some thoughts with uh, no real answers, unfortunately. Uh, but I do want to talk about Alternate by Kim Asendorf, which is Kim's most recent release. This was with Grailer's Dow, came out last week on the 13th, was mostly allow listed, only 200 pieces. And 
importantly, Kim's very first fully on-chain collection, uh, which I did not realize was his first one. And I think the animations are actually really, really good, really interesting. I actually prefer these to Cargo, his Art Blocks curated release. Uh, and that's because there's just more movement. And in Cargo, it just feels more start and stop. And, you know, uh, one segment moves and the next segment moves. These I find brilliant. And they shot up to about a one and a half. Well, actually, um, before they all minted out, the, the offers were decently high, about one and a half uh, Ether. And then the last 30 or so got botted. It was not an oversubscribed allow list. Uh, but the other thing that's interesting about this collection, Jared, uh, I'm sure you know, but in case you didn't, there's an interesting mechanic where you can pay to rerun re the algorithm and change your output. So you'll see a lot of these say like V1, uh, but then some of them are actually on V2. And one is on V3. Now you have to pay every time you do this. And I think it's an increasing tax. So it's 0.1 ETH to roll it second time you know, after your mint, 0.2 for the third time. And the one that no one's done yet, 0.4, uh, sorry, 0.3 ETH to get it that last time. So, you know, you could pour another 0.6 ETH into this to see what you get. Uh, there's no clear premium on rarities or style. There is a rarity where you have some grayscales about 10% of the collection are that, but I haven't seen a, a significant premium on those. So that's that's the setup, that's the story. Any thoughts on the release or the art itself, Jared? Yeah, I love it. I I think that at the current price of less than an ETH, you know, relative to, to cargo, it seems like a good deal if you're in the market for Kim's work. There's a lot of people who admire uh, what he does so i gotta imagine they'll come for it eventually mm -hmm. so be on the lookout for that but overall i mean you, you hit the nail on the head another great release from grailers dow great job on the physical presentation i thought i saw something with sss luke and kim in in the physical space where they projected it onto this just massive screen i think it, that that's the the type of presentation that's required to give you know this art with movement like it's due like forum so i don't know i think it was very well executed i, I just hope that uh i mean similar to what you're saying like it went into the hands of a lot of collectors i somehow did not get onto the allow list so i'm a little bit uh bitter about that but other than that you know i just think that uh the other 30 pieces got bought it and those are you know going passing over through hands right now so looking to get my hands on a few myself quite honestly yep and the botter should be mostly out from uh, from what I'm hearing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it looks like they probably still have five or six of these and um, mostly listed. Well, I don't know if this is them, but probably. Okay, uh, let's, let's talk about some gen art news. Bright Moments Paris is revealed their AI collection. And Richard Dadler, who we just talked about, is on there, as is our friend, Rope Ernesto, and uh, a few other great artists. I don't know all of them. Linda Dooney is one that I do know. And it's going to be February 20th to the 24th. Don't believe we have any info yet on the mint mechanics and all that kind of thing. Uh, but this is one that I'm excited for. And and uh, yeah, you're going to be there, right, Jared? Still going to yes, make it out? My, my tickets are booked, so I will 100% I will be there. I'll have my whole fam there. And uh, we'll be putting on some 8-nap art special events so if you're a pass holder be on the lookout for that 
but uh, yeah, I, I think this is just cool to see bright moments. You know, they had their first AI release in Japan, and it was it's cool to see the continued support, and it's cool to see some big names on there. Um, I'm just overall really excited to 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 see the continued support and the fact that uh, bright moments is you know bringing the the big names to the plate again and giving others the the forum to showcase their work. So excited to see this and and see what the mid mechanic is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad they're doing another AI collection. I think it's cool that when they do that. Uh, the other piece of gen art news mentioned this a little bit before FX hash 2.0 released um, after originally slotted for December 1st, got delayed until December 14th. The, the headline for 2.0 is that Ethereum releases are now possible. And uh, I, I think some folks may not have realized this, but you could have bought with Ethereum for a while, actually, it had been months since they had integrated that. Um, so this was now really about artists being able to release on Ethereum. And a lot of artists chose to release on Ethereum. Uh, certainly a lot of the collaborations seem to be on Ethereum, uh, wow. a lot of them with Tender. I think that most artists are aware that the collectors are willing to spend a little bit more um, in US dollar terms when it's priced in Ethereum. And also there's a, you know, for, we won't get into the debate for better or worse. There's the perception that Ethereum is a more stable chain. So people would rather collect on Ethereum. Uh, however, delayed until the 14th. Unfortunately, the 14th uh, was the day that the news broke that there was some exploit in Ledger's code that was leading to a lot of apps having issues, even if you weren't losing using your Ledger. So that dampened their release a little bit. Um, they chose to go ahead with it, even though some other platforms chose to delay it. I can understand that it was already delayed once on FX hash. Then, uh, you know, since then, it, it's kind of been chugging along. Uh, probably the top collections that have come out through that are the highest volume in the last seven days, Block Endos, Nowhere Else, and Paradigm, uh, as you can see here on screen. Um, however, none of the releases have actually outpaced their mint price. Uh, most of them are sitting below there and gas fees are ripping through Ethereum right now as anyone who's tried to transact in any way has noticed. So that has also put a little bit of a damper on it, especially since the price points are lower. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Kudos to the FX hash team for bringing this technology in. Kudos for not being completely tied to a single chain. I think there's a lot of chain maximalism going around that that's actually not really helpful for the ecosystem. And I'm really curious to see how things evolve going forward. You know, how many artists choose to release on Ethereum versus Tezos. Maybe Tezos makes more of a comeback because of the gas issue. And what do we see in terms of secondary sales? You know, are we going to see some funds and bigger collectors come in now that there is Ethereum here? Haven't seen that in size yet, but I'm really excited to see how it unfolds. And again, kudos to the team for the hard work and for, you know, for making us, uh, bringing us closer to a multi-chain future. Um, rambled a lot there. Curious if you have any thoughts on this, Jared. Uh, you, you hit on all the, the big points, right? Kudos to them pioneering the, the multi-chain ecosystem. You know, I'd, I'd like to, the layout to be a little bit different, but that's part of iteration and, and continuous improvement. So I'm, uh, as you stated, I'm curious to see what that does for Tezos art moving forward since, you know, FX hash is clearly the the leader in, in Tezos generative art. So I think it's just a sit back and wait at this point. But yeah, kudos to the team for a successful launch. 
and kudos to the artists. I mean, look, uh, prices aside, there's just a lot of great energy and innovation in the art that's coming here. And, you know, uh, I'm excited to see it. And I'm, I'm glad that a lot of artists are getting their works out there, their names out there, even if people are not necessarily collecting them all just to be able to see them. I see a lot of great art. So um, keep it up. And that brings us to our next story. Uh, shown here on screen is a tweet that I've recently had uh, where I'm now recapping Solana, the Solana art ecosystem. And look, artists are moving towards Solana because there's a lot of interest and excitement over there. And I want to dispel this idea, well, a couple ideas. One, that if people are releasing on Solana, they can't release anywhere else. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think artists should be able to release wherever they want to. And I think 85, 90% of your collectors truly won't care. And then the 10% who for some reason care, uh, you know, maybe you don't want them to be your, your collectors in the first place uh, because I don't think it's reasonable to say that you can or cannot release somewhere. Uh, secondly, there is an art ecosystem over there that is just hungry for great artists and talent and everything else that's on the Ethereum side to come over. I know this because I've been speaking with them. They're really excited, really supportive. It's a fantastic ecosystem. And the news really is that a bunch of artists have started to mint stuff on there. A few labeled here, uh, Balzarino, Rocket Girl NFT, Red Rum Art, uh, who's fantastic, also in Collector's Corner Premium. Uh, Juice Bruns recently released. He had a 20, excuse me, a one of one that sold for 20 Solana. And look, any way you look at it, 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 there's no downside to at least taking a look at the art. Worst you see some great art. And maybe it dispels some biases you have about Solana just only being for DGENs. Because I can tell you for a fact, that is not the case. There are a lot of artists working hard, a lot of great art, and a lot of collectors who want stuff. And if I'm putting on my investor hat, this is, this is a great setup for a lot of capital to flow in as people get tired of trading coins with animal pictures on them, which always happens eventually. So I think that... Solana art will be interesting. We're already seeing some movements there. We saw uh, actually Grant Yoon tweeted that he might release something on Solana. Kath Samard, well-known photography artist, has already released on Solana, says that she will again. We'll talk about that coming up. So a lot of excitement over there. Do not, you know, the train hasn't left the station. It's still very early. I think it's worth checking out. Sorry, that was more of a diatribe there. Um, any thoughts on that, Jared? Nothing more than what you said. I, I, I'm one of those who's kind of just sitting on the peripheral. I'm waiting for some, you know, I appreciate all the artists and innovators starting to to test that out. I do think that, you know, if, you know, this, this might not age well, this next statement, but similar to like the art block summer where there's a limited amount of art and an increase in like optimism and liquidity with ETH pumping. I wonder if something similar could happen on Solana. I mean, you're starting to see Solana pull away, be an early indicator of uh, an ecosystem that, or a, a token that is ripping. I mean, it's up, you know, two, three hundred percent in the last like four weeks. So I wonder if people rotate uh, and then what that looks like. So it's just something I'm keeping a, a close eye on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, some great art of great prices. You want to kick it off? Yeah, the you know kind of segueing off of the FX hash two point uh, nowhere else by Tyler Boswell. It's a three hundred piece collection that was launched on Ethereum and was released as part of that FX hash two point 
It currently has a floor of 0.075. So the mint was 0.05. So there's a little bit of a profit there for some people. But, you know, I was just looking at the art and there is a lot of really good pieces, in my opinion, uh, at the 0.2 ETH and below mark. So if you like Tyler's pieces and you want to get uh, a little bit of a discount relative to September and still snipe a couple of those pieces uh, before... I mean, there's a black and white one right there at the bottom of your screen for 0.18 that I've been eyeing for some time, right? Like, I just think that there's, um, I forget where it sits on the rarity rank, but like, I don't know. It just, it feels like a, a lower risk bet there to, and Tyler's doing some, some great work. So I thought I'd point it out because again, at 0.2 ETH, that's still 400 bucks thereabouts and well below the, uh, well below the great art at great prices. And if you want to pick something off the floor, you get even more of a discount, but I really, really do love some of these pieces. Yep. Absolutely. Great call out. Another one for you. Yeah. I wanted to point out, uh, elevate heart, uh, DCA is, uh, a big friend of collector's corner and just an all around good vibes individual within the space. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him without like just this, huge radiant smile on his face such a such a i want to say big heart and so he did a um a collab with the squiggle dow which i thought was really cool that the squiggle dow rewarded their token holders with a free mint but uh the the project is called elevate heart there's about a thousand pieces and uh you know it was released on november 27th i believe to re- to commemorate the three-year anniversary of art blocks Currently sits at a 0.05 ETH floor, so very uh, attractive entry point. But there's just some really fun pieces. These are also animated. You know, you don't get to see it on OpenSea, but there, there's like definitely like traits surrounding like computers and chromy squiggles and like the the ETH emblem or a Bitcoin token. And it's just, I think if there's something there for for everybody, and if you want to be able to collect around it, it's just it's super fun and. I'd be remiss if we didn't take the opportunity to highlight DCA and, and all the amazing work that he does. Absolutely. And one that I will jump in on. I know you wrote this one, Jared, but I actually really like this collection. Also, Block Endos by Peter Pasma. This was part of FX Hash 2.0, released on Ethereum. Really just clean art. I mean, Peter has always had what I've felt was fantastic art. These are blocks, um, and I don't, I don't know how to describe it. They look like you can just reach out and grab them. He does such a good job with creating the appearance of an object being 3D. Um, really great variety. Uh, just fantastic. I think it's it's great that they are still cheap. Uh, we're, you know, how many do we have below 0. 0.2? 0. 0.2 or below, we're looking at over 10, 12 pieces here beautiful art. Uh, and I think if this is your style, check it out. You'll be able to grab something for a really good price. Let's talk about some exciting upcoming drops. Uh, the first story is that there are not very many upcoming <laughs> drops during the holidays, which we are both happy about. I feel like it's a much needed break, Jared. I mean, it's been a bear market, but we still had just a l- tremendous amount of fantastic art, which I think goes to speaks to the creative talent in the space and it seems like more people are coming in on the daily but 
uh yeah I, I i generally am glad that i won't have any fomo for a little bit yeah or, or like running around like your last minute uh present shopping with a ledger you know i mean i agree with you i'm, I'm looking forward to a much needed break uh spend some time with loved ones uh, along with the holidays and you know as i was going through all the different uh places to research <laughs> drops for this man i was I was surprised, but you know, kudos to to all the different platforms and out, like galleries and arenas to to allow for space with loved ones. So, kudos to that. Absolutely. Then the other drop I'm excited about, Kath Simard, is saying that she has a special release for one of her most popular images coming to Solana. So, let's see what that is. Excited to see that. Excited to see a big name artist kind of leading the way over there and hopefully unlocking a bunch of new collectors from the Solana ecosystem. Some artists to highlight. You want to kick it off with Echo? Yeah, Echo or EKO33, uh, an artist that I've really been enamored with for uh, quite some time. He's been doing some really amazing... He does this blend between generative art and uh, AI art. And actually, I've had the pleasure of talking with him, just a very intelligent individual, like super visionary, um, all around amazing dude. And he's been doing some really great one of one art off of a particular algorithm. You've probably seen the likes of like Amanda, aka Stevie, and a few others highlighting uh, these pieces and even a couple people rocking them as their Twitter banner. So great work there. And then he just recently did a collab down at Art Basel with Solana. So, I mean, if that's not uh, front running and, you know, telegraphing to the uh, to the world that art is coming to Solana, I don't know what it is, but check out his art. It's absolutely beautiful. I love just the the blend and the uniqueness. He's had a, a really great perspective on uh, generative art, and I, I'm looking forward to what the future holds as uh, the world gets to see a little bit more of his uh, his stylistic release. Totally agree. The super air releases have been all over the timeline lately. Last one, I wanted to introduce a Solana artist to folks who are interested and may not know. John Lay, I believe is how it's pronounced. I'm sorry, John, if I'm mispronouncing this. He is the top artist, I would say, right now on exchange art, primarily a one-of-one artist. Has a really interesting and distinct style as an illustrator. And you know, just check it out. See if you like the style. See if you like the vibes. One of his, uh, my favorite art of his. Let's see if I can find it here. Very creative. Uh, can't find it at the moment, but uh, really am a big fan of his work in general. And I think it's, you know, you, you can see why it does as well as it does. Clearly very talented. Now I've seen sales time. anywhere from 400 to, to some stuff like it, or sorry, to Soul, uh, and some three. Like, what is the current? Because I'm not educated on this. What's the current uh, market for this work? Well, so the challenge with Solana is since the price has gone up so much in recent times, uh, it's you know that three two to three hundred Solana sale might have been when Solana was at twenty dollars instead of eighty as it is now the time of this recording. So you're seeing some additions go in the sort of 300 USD range 
terms of his one of ones, I don't know if any have sold recently. We probably have to go back a ways to to find out. But three hundred dollars for editions is roughly uh, a, a good rule of thumb right now. And even some of these have gone up in recent times. Well, I only ask because, like, the as you're scrolling forward, and anybody who's just listened to the audio only on this, like, there's some really cool pieces in there, and to be able to highlight this artist and it's somebody who I was not aware of, and to kind of put some parameters around what their art is going for is really cool. So I appreciate you highlighting this. Yeah. And look, it's early days. There's no article equivalent on Solana. Perhaps article will start indexing the Solana blockchain and, and you know, show some analytics there. So it's tough to say, uh, but for some people that makes it exciting. It's a little bit of the wild west right now as a collector. So some, something to consider. And uh, that's it. That That's it for 2023, Jared. First full year of First the, full year. the show. I love it, dude. I, I'm I'm super eager for what we both have in store for 2024. And, uh, you know, it's just kudos to you for pioneering this podcast and all the, the content that you've you've created. Uh, I'm proud to be a partner alongside with what uh, what you're building. So thank you for allowing me on your journey and more so. Anybody who's listening, we definitely want you to engage. So do not be fearful. That's a dope one that you have up on the screen. That's pretty this cool. Is, I found it. This is my favorite yeah. one. That one's really cool. Uh, so, you know, please engage, like, uh, retweet, anything that you see. We're really out here to, trying to advocate and find a value for you guys, both in, in the quality of content and sometimes in the monetary. I will say we didn't touch on it earlier, but... Dude, you were bullish on these Solana phones, and and I have FOMO this week for for not listening to you. So, the Collector's Corner Premium, man, it's it's not just uh, art; it's any opportunity. Could have found, could have gotten a Solana phone. A bunch of people in there were were able to grab one as we shared it. Yeah, that that was kind of a crazy time. Uh, and just want to say thankful to you as well, Jared, for the year. So it's, it's kind of nuts that it's gone by, uh, but. Really appreciate the support. Excited for what you have coming up as well. And thank you for everybody to everybody for listening and supporting us. Really means a lot. Uh, you know, we're all out here grinding, trying to make this digital art world a real thing. So uh, I think you are all contributing, just your attention, supporting artists, whatever it is, hopping in a Discord and just reading, all of it adds up. So remember, you're all part of this journey too. And we appreciate all of you. And with that, we'll bid you all adieu. Have to run, get ready for the holidays. I hope everyone has a wonderful break, holidays, whatever you may be doing, and we will catch you in 2024. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.